Welcome to the Fully Alive Man podcast. This is a podcast to help men become fully alive by doing life together. My name is Lee Rogers. I work at North Point Community Church with men's groups and men all the time, our men's ministry. I am here with my fellow coworker and happens to be great friend, Doug Hurley. Good afternoon, Doug. How are you? I am doing great, Bruce Lee. Good to be here. Loving the new name. Grew up being called Bruce Lee by, Did you? well, not not as a continuous nickname, yeah. but people, when it occurred to them, they thought that was fantastic. So yeah. I'm glad it's back. I thought I was being fresh. Yeah, like, Bruce Lee is awesome. So let's do it. If you guys don't know, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, we just want you to know that we think that as men, we do life better when we do life together. Whether we're in community groups, on teams, if we have other men speaking into our lives, men who, who know our stories, who know how we handle life and can just help us, that's a better life. What would you say about that, Doug? Oh my gosh, can't imagine doing life without a tight group of guys uh, that I can walk through the good, the bad, and the ugly with. So, Yeah, absolutely. Today, we want to jump into a topic of leading through difficult times. Um, everybody probably leads in some sort of way. We usually define leadership as having influence over others, whether that's your, your family, at work, and business, over your community group, the men in your life, whatever it is, it is your leadership. And most of us are used to leading in I don't know, relatively optimal times through normal circumstances. Um, but what do we need to think about? What do we need to, what are the basics, the fundamentals we go back to um, that we need to go back to in difficult times? What comes to mind for you, Doug, when you think about leading through difficult times? Oh, man, I just think um, one of the things is just know that it's coming. I mean, it uh, doesn't matter if you're in business, whatever got you to the top of the heap, you know, last year in 2019 is going to get you in the middle of the pack in 2020, unless you change something. Um, family, you know, a kid's going to get sick or, or a teenager's going to do something. I, it's that challenge and struggle is just going to happen. And all of a sudden it changed the trajectory of, of your family, maybe short-term, maybe long-term, but um, yeah, that change is coming. In the ministry world, it's no different. I mean, we see, we, we probably have a front row seat to just a lot of the junky challenges that come somebody's way, including our own, but um, be ready for it. Just like, know it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. There, There's always, if something's not going on, there's there's something that's going to go on. Yeah. Um, whether that's in big picture, you know, our whole culture around us, or whether that's um, small picture, just, you know, individually um, in our families, whatever it is. And I think for a lot of guys, the tendency... I think a lot of people in general is may not just be um, limited to men, but is that we, our natural tendency is to gravitate toward controlling what we know, controlling what we can around us, and sort of forgetting our place um, as an influencer, as a leader. Um, I talked to one of our good leaders the other day, one of our good um, strong men's group leaders, and he was telling me that. Um, you know, there's a lot going on, and obviously in our culture right now. And and he was out washing the truck. <laughs> he said it's just therapeutic to control what he can. And then told me a story about when they were um, adopting a, a child from China a few years ago. I think about six years ago. 
Um, his wife was over there and she, she was sort of dealing with, with the adoption people and dealing with the government and all the things that were going on with that. And he realized at some point, um, she had been gone for about a week. He had mowed his lawn five times. Oh my gosh. Without even paying attention, without, without trying to, just in his natural tendency to control what was around him, he just, he had mowed his lawn five times already that week. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, it's so funny you say that. Last night, we had a hard, you know, tough times right now with everything that's kind of going on um, in, in our country and globally even. But um, Janie yesterday, like, cleaned the house two and a half times <laughs> in <laughs> one awesome. day in 24-hour period. I'm like, what? It, like, I love it. Thank you. But, like, what's going on? And it was that just to have something to control because things feel out of control. Yeah, and at this time where we're sort of all pushed into our house because there's a pandemic in our country, um, yeah, we start thinking thinking about how to control the world within the walls of our home. I, kn- I know for us, we've rearranged two rooms completely, moved furniture, and um, glad to have those options. Those are certainly first world problems, and um, you know, want to want to be healthy and safe and all of those things, but definitely focused in on on the world around us. Yep. But we want to talk about what are the, some of the fundamentals of leadership that we just need to push back into. Again, this is probably not going to be revolutionary um, for any of you listening, but probably great reminders because it was great, a great reminder for me. And whether you're the, the leader of your men's group necessarily or not, this is important because we all have influence over others in some sort of way. And um, we all need to remember these, I don't know, a couple of keys and tips um, of leadership as we as we think about leading through difficult times. So we're going to jump into that. We're going to go over those in just about two minutes after a very important section that we always want to bring to you, a little something we call Man Hacks. All right, Doug, what is your man hack that you have for us today? Well, Wait, first of all, what is a man hack? Can you, can you tell the listener? <laughs> uh, man hack is a tip or a trick or best practice that uh, you can utilize as a guy to go out and make your life better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So what do you got? What I, today I have something that's kind of relevant to the time, uh, what's going on with the pandemic, but, but really you could deploy this at any time. And it's the best time to go to the grocery store. It's Tuesday and Saturday mornings. Yes. Just about bar none. You're always going to hit the jackpot on Tuesday and Saturday because that is when they restock the shelves. <laughs> That's good. You're going to get that list, mm-hmm. which I'm constantly staring at at the grocery store that's usually in a text message from a dear, sweet, beautiful wife. Um, all right. I have a man hack for you, and this is not as important or, or necessarily focused on the times, but... I will say that there are a lot of people these days wearing these white sneakers, white-soled shoes, and they may not know about a little something called the magic eraser. Hmm. You buy this in the cleaning section of the store. It's a little white, spongy-looking little thing. You, You dampen it. You wet the thing. You squeeze it out, and it will make your white soles white again. You know, you've been trucking around, going a little bit off road. Your white soles aren't cool anymore. Until and, you get the magic eraser. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Doug. I'm glad you like that. Well, I think what a lot of people would do, and I, I'm even guilty of this, is, oh, they're really dirty. I'll go out and buy another $35 pair of white Converse sneakers. Yeah, you start. And you're like, 
You start no. to give up on your on your beautiful white soled sneakers. Just go get some. What's it called again? Magic erasers. Magic erasers. Yeah, I think we actually talked about magic erasers once, like a year ago, um, but not in this context. Anyway, <laughs> you're you're welcome, men. We just want to help make your life just a little bit better with this this episode's version of Man Hacks. Okay, jumping back in. We're talking about leading through difficult times. Um, it's not like your leadership changes a lot just because the circumstances around you have changed or gotten more difficult, but it is important to remember um, the fundamentals. What, what are the important things to think about? Um, so what's our first tip of the day? What's our first fundamental in leadership, Doug? Yeah, the first one of three is relationships first. As a leader, just getting that, owning that, knowing that as leaders, whether you're leading a family or you're leading a ministry team or a small group, men's group, or at business, um, wherever you have influence, a lot of times when things kind of go haywire, you just want to jump in and do the task and make sure you get it done. But man, relationships first. Yeah, that's really good, Um, especially if you're leading a a men's group or um, whatever that looks like. If you, you may come in with a, a strong plan, um, you may have some incredible content you want to roll out to the guys in your group and, and somebody in the group has a need. Um, there's an opportunity to care for a man, press in a little deeper. And it just helps me to remember relationships first. I know I struggled with this um, in the family with the kids. You know, I'll, I'll have a plan. Um, it's hard enough to get kids to do any sort of a task that I want them to do. And I'll, I'll set off into the plan. And occasionally, um, before I know it, there's some tears going on. Mm. And um, that, that's when this key is what I need to remember. Relationships first. Yeah. Back up, take a breath. Puts people first. It's tough to it's tough to do it sometimes, but that's the that's the way to go. And like like my wiring, you know, you and I we've talked about this before. Wired differently. I'm I'm the driver and like task oriented, want to get it done. And you just naturally lean into relationships over task. I love that about you. Um, but I would even say with my wiring, it's still relationships first. And I've got to just be super intentional yep. about putting the task to the side. And that's not to say, I think you would agree, that's not to say the task is not important. Right. Like there's a there's a job to do, there's a there's a men's group to lead, there's communications that have I mean, you still have to do the task, but as as the challenge, whatever that is, a pandemic or the small groups breaking up or um, whatever that is, just uh, leaning into the relationship first is so key. I've got and I've got one example in a in a men's group if if I could share. It was uh it was about a year ago and, and we were starting our um, we're prepping to go on a, a short-term mission trip with Global X, uh, doing a mission trip to Kenya. And um, two of the guys had to back out mm-hmm. kind of within th- the last minute, three or four weeks out from going, but that's kind of last minute when you've been playing it for months. And there they are really good reasons, but it, it, can, it really changed the dynamic uh, of the trip logistically and everything else. Uh, but those two guys, they needed they needed to be loved on and given grace and mm-hmm. understanding and empathy because mm-hmm. they couldn't go. And they needed that from the rest of the guys in the group and from from me and Jeff, my co-leader, uh, us as leaders. But then also we we needed to really love on the other guys that were going, thinking they're thinking I've got to shoulder more of the load now and uh, just say, hey, you can do this and we're there for you and how can we help? But really relationally just pouring into them, making sure that they felt good about about the big changes that were coming on that trip. Yeah, that's really good. Um, whether whether you call it you know first things first or major on the majors, whatever it is, 
Um, it really is relationships first. And, and the fact of the matter is if we, if we go task first, if we go, um, you know, that direction, we're going to lose influence mm-hmm. eventually anyway, and we're going to lose leadership. Um, so relationships first pays off across the board. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at me, <laughs> like looking in the rearview mirror of my life and how oh, I yeah. was that guy just tripping over myself and challenging situations and like, you know what, let me bow up and show strength and we will get this task done and we will work through this. And gosh, that just about never worked. <laughs> we, have, we have all blazed that trail of oh, destruction. Just, so gross. Just a little bit. I think there's even like a section in our 20s that we, it's almost like we have to go through that. I yeah. don't know. And 30s for me. And Some of 40s us longer than others. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, okay, so that's a something you said a second ago was a good kind of pivot, a good um, segue into point number two, which is stay positive. Mm. This can be a tricky one. It seems obvious on the surface, stay positive, of course. We're we're not talking about blowing sunshine all over the place and, and rose-colored glasses and trying to make something where there isn't. But we are talking about there's this tendency um, to be pulled toward the negative. There's a tendency to, especially in difficult circumstances, to look at things around you and just want to throw your hands up a little bit, um, want to get frustrated with, with people, with situations, with institutions, whatever it is. And if it almost feels therapeutic to um, dive under the surface into the negative, let it kind of, I don't know, wrap like a warm blanket around us and uh, be a part of that for a while. But as a leader, as someone with influence and who wants to have influence, we have to stay positive. What comes to mind around that for you? Yeah, I just, uh, it's, it, Clay Scroggins wrote a book um, and he talked about the rainbow puking unicorn. You know, that's like, <laughs> yeah. so, oh, everything's great. No, no, there's c- coronavirus going on in the world. Yeah. No, everything's great. It's fine. It was, everything's just going to be fine. Yeah, it's isn't like, isn't God so good? Yeah. Yeah. That's not super helpful. Not genuine. That's not genuine. So um, like going back to point number one out of the three points we have, relationships first. If you aren't leaning in when times are tough with compassion and empathy and understanding as a leader, however you're leading, that's going to go against the grain. It's not going to be helpful, and it's going to probably be a deterrent to influence in the relationship. But but just having some grit and mental toughness yes. and positivity as you're going through a challenge, I mean, I want to see that for my leaders. You know, I want to see that for my boss, and I know my family wants to see that for me. I want to see, My kids want to see that from me and my wife as we're navigating some challenging times right now. Um, so yeah, grit, mental toughness, um, yeah. laced with empathy and compassion. Yeah. Takes effort. Ta- it, it takes grit to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you're saying. So yeah, when, when times are tough and you know that you're a leader, yeah, try to stay positive. So number one, relationships first, number two, stay positive. Three, what are we going to go with for number three? Uh, communicate, communicate, communicate. Let's yes, make sure sir. that we're communicating when you're going through a challenging time and getting the information out ahead of time and not sitting on it. What would you add to that? Yeah, that that's absolutely it. It's engaging early and with intentionality. When it comes to communicating, when it comes to leading, we don't want to just be reactionary. We we want to reach out to people, let them know, if nothing else, that, that we're with them, that we're aware of what's going on around us, 
Um, maybe even that, that we're struggling as well, but communicate, communicate, communicate is absolutely key. What we don't want to offer as, as leaders, as influencers is radio silence. Mm -hmm. That can be frustrating for anyone that, that we're, you know, in a relationship with, but especially those who look to us, whether that's, um, kids, whether that's spouses, um, whether that's people in our group, they, they do want to hear from us. Even though they're hearing from so many other places, they want to they hear from us as well. I feel like uh, a lot of times as leaders, and I've, I've been guilty of this as well in family and leading the men's group and, and business, is where like, oh, I don't want to communicate till I got all my ducks in a row. Yep. And it's not, there's good intentions behind it. It's not like I'm worried about my image. Like, oh, I want to come across as I got it all together. But it's like, you know what? I'll wait on that email or I'll wait on that phone call until I just get a couple more nuggets of information and then I'll get it out there to the team or to my family or, or whatever else. And I get the I get the intention behind that, It, but in times of chaos or when there's tough things going on and times are uncertain, I think communicate over, almost over communicate, lean towards that as opposed to getting everything all buttoned up before you communicate. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's really good because this this one is especially um, probably difficult for me. I am an inside processor. Mm. I'm, I'm not a an, you know, an outside processor or a verbal processor. I like to just exactly what you just described. I like to figure it all out in my head yeah. and then deliver deliver the package yeah. um, when, it, when it's all prepared and ready. And if a you know, if I'm struggling to figure it out and if I'm over-processing things, then yeah, it'll, it'll come across as silence and um, which will eventually come across as a lack of care. And so, yeah, th this one's huge for me. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I've got one question on that though. I'm just thinking of like the times that we're in right now. I mean, and this is like talking out of both sides of my mouth now, but I've received, I don't know how many emails yes. from any store I've ever bought so something from, from, from every teacher and department at my kid's school, um, multiple church emails that we're getting with, and everyone is trying to be helpful, but is, uh, I guess my question to you is, is there a point that we can over communicate and just inundate? Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think a lot of the, the noise that we're receiving right now in, I don't know, that's, that's, termed communication is really people just covering themselves. Mm. It isn't people that necessarily have influence over me or you. It's not people that really care about us. It's people that, um, or, or businesses, organizations that need to cover themselves and, um, and want to stay in business. So I understand it. Understand it's, it. it's not offensive in any way. Um, but what, but that's a great point because what we're talking about, um, is communicating to um, those that we may have influence over, those the people we care about, the people who care about us. Um, communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. And you didn't say this word. It was a second ago, but this is what I heard you say as you were saying it. Um, you know, I like to put things in my own head and put your words in my head how yeah, I want them to sure. be. But it, it's if if there's not value to the person that's yes. going to receive that communication, whether it's a text or phone call, email, social media, what if there's not going to be value for them? Think about not doing it. Right. But if there's a question, God, could they be curious about this? Could there be value? Could this be an injection of positivity for them that's going to put wind in their sail? Is this going to help maintain or build the relationship? Then absolutely 
send yeah. that email out or that text out or that social media post. Gosh, that's really good. I was going to mention also social media posts. That's a whole nother podcast that we need to talk about later at a, at a different time, um, how to handle that. But again, guys, as we talk about communicate, 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 that doesn't mean just public, um, you know, blowing all your thoughts out onto social media or whatever outlet you might you might have that that can be that's risky some sometimes a little destructive as we we all see so we've got so we've got three and uh we, you and i were talking about this right before the podcast we've seen lists that have come out on this topic because of the times we're in where there's you know there's 30 different things that you oh, should yeah. do there's 10 different things there's four different things and all those are good but but we've we've boiled it down to three things just keeping it super super simple relationships first and that doesn't mean that we don't focus on the task too. Uh, number two, stay positive. Number three, communicate, communicate, communicate. Is there anything else that if you had to have like a, maybe a four that you would add in there, Lee, or something else that you would put in there, or is it that three only? I think most of what I can think about um, falls into those categories, honestly. Yeah. I don't think that's exhaustive. I mean, just as you were explaining. Um, so by all means, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, you forgot a huge fourth one, fifth one, put it in the comments, you know, share that with us. Let, let our guys glean from your wisdom. You know, chances are you're smarter than Doug and I, well, you're smarter than me, definitely not smarter than Doug. Um, but with, with that, in, yeah, that's right. Well, with that in mind, um, is there a fourth for you or, or maybe a, a bonus of some sort? Um, may, if I had a, I don't know if it'd be a fourth, maybe a bonus. And I didn't think about this before we started talking but uh, I thought of it when you said earlier in, in the podcast here about, you know, controlling, like Janie wanting to control, she cleaned the house two yeah. and a half times. And there is something, there is something good about controlling what you sure. can control in times of chaos. I think of uh, the, the, the story about Sully, the pilot, US, I think it was US Air, US Airways. Tom Hanks played him in that movie. And man, that guy just crushed what he was supposed to do. And all he did was control what he could control. He couldn't control the, the engines flaming out. He couldn't control the fact that LaGuardia Airport and Newark were too far away. He couldn't control a, a lot of things, but he could fly the airplane. He, he flew the airplane and he looked for a spot and saved, I can't remember how many people's, 130 lives or something Great like that. Great example. So, so control what you can control and then the rest, man, ditch it or don't worry. I mean, God doesn't want us to worry or fear and give that to God and let him worry about, well, he's not going to worry, but let him control that. Right. Man, that's good. Great example. Um, absolutely. Do what you can. Worry less about the rest. Yeah. Forget about the rest, man. Yeah, that's good. So guys, as we wrap up, we want to leave you with the three questions that, that we always want you to ask at some point in your group with the guys that you want to do life with and grow with. And the three questions are, one, what does this mean for me personally? Two, what am I going to do about it? And three, how can we as a group um, help each other do these things? So that wraps up this episode. As always, please subscribe. That helps us out a lot. And we will see you next time. Doug, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, see you, Bruce Lee. Thank you. Thank you.